Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church Sermon Podcast. We are a church located in Suffolk, Virginia, and each week we post our sermons from our Sunday morning worship service. Sermon notes are linked in the podcast notes, and you can go and open them now and follow along as you listen. Our current series is called Everyday Saints. Join us and listen along as we explore what it means to be an everyday saint of the faith, the characteristics of saints, and those that have influenced our own spiritual growth as saints among the great cloud of witnesses. All of this leading to our celebration of All Saints Sunday on November the 7th. Go and like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, both of which are linked in the podcast notes below, and subscribe to this podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Today's scripture lesson is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-10. through 10. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, see I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious, but, is, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may pro- proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were, not, you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you, were not rece- you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you. That through your word for us this day, we would continue to unpack this nature of being saints in your church. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I invite you to take out your sermon notes that you have in your bulletin today. If you are joining us online and you would like to see the sermon notes, there is a link in this video Uh, right after sermon notes to a PDF of them. If you would like to open that up as we are going along, I invite you to join along, friends. Um, I'm sorry you've run out of white space um, on these pages. I just, I I want to, uh, I've got so much to tell you all these days. God has filled me with words of wisdom for myself as well as the entire community. But as we continue to move on, we close out this series and a little bit of disclosure before I get started with this sermon. So normally I don't, I don't do these kinds of sermons. I don't, I don't normally wrap up sermon series with like a sermon 
about the entire series. I don't like put bows on sermon series. I kind of just end them. Like whatever the last lesson of the series is, that kind of just like ends up being the last lesson. I don't like collect things together and and make these little final sermon series where I collect all the thoughts together. So it's a little new for me. Um, but as, as I was looking at this, and, and you'll remember, uh, for those of you who've been with us, uh, joined us for this series, you'll remember that I got the idea for this series and I borrowed the themes and the ideas from a church in Plano, Texas, St. Andrews United Methodist Church. And, and even they, they just kind of stopped. When they did relationships, they just kind of moved on to the next series. And I, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I, it, it feels like I'm leaving it empty if I just leave it at relationships with these qualities and the, these characteristics of saints. But also, I felt it weird that on like All Saints Sunday, I would just preach about like relationships. And so I'm like, I don't really want to end it on that. I don't want to end like with one aspect of sainthood on All Saints Sunday. And so I, I kind of was like, okay, well, something's dragging me towards, towards preaching this sermon. Because I think as we've looked at this series and as we've preached in this series, there's one thing that we haven't really talked about. Right? We haven't talked about, we've talked about these characteristics of saints. We talked about what saints looked like. And I've made uh, comments about thinking about saintlyhood as discipleship. But I think there's still probably this understanding as we're gathering together that to be a saint, it feels, it feels like a weighty term, right? It, there, there's a lot in sainthood. It feels very weighty. It feels very high churchy. Like I need to have done something like amazing and miraculous to be a saint. And then like a bunch of cardinals and bishops and the Pope need to like get together in a room and they need to say that Patty Yandel was the greatest saint that ever existed on the face of the earth. Amen. I was about to say myself, but I'm like, man, that'd be an ego trip right there. (laughs) No, there is something in us that says like, okay, this word saint, it feels so big. It feels so like, it feels so perfect. How can I be a saint? And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, we can talk about these characteristics of sainthood, but unless we talk about what it means to claim being saints and what that looks like for the church today, then we just kind of go away from this series and we think to ourselves, okay, I can be better about surrendering. I can be better about being pious. But then we often think to ourselves, but I won't like achieve this level of saint until like I die and people are reflecting on me at my funeral. And so I want to start by telling us and by kind of reminding us that the term saint, the title saint, it's not something that's earned. You don't earn this title of being a saint. You claim it. You claim it by the way that you live, claiming what it means to be a saint. In the manner, in that same manner that we talk about claiming discipleship, right? None of us would argue that we are disciples for Christ, amen? And yet we argue whether we're saints. But we claim this idea of saintliness as we consider what it means to live a life of faith rather than to reflect on how we have lived a life of faith. And so saint is this term, we put it on ourselves in the present and claim it. And we learn from the saints who came before us. And you see, this is what it means to claim this understanding of saints. This is what it means to be saints in the church. And friends, I think now, here in 2021, on the precipice of 2022, 
we need this idea now more than ever. And I know that, you know, pastors probably get guilty. Like, friends, we're at a crossroad, right? Y'all hear that a lot, right? (laughs) We're at a crossroad, friends. No, we're at a place in life where church is not necessarily a term that people want to hear. Church is not necessarily something that people have associated with good feelings, right? And even faith itself has become stigmatized over the last number of years. And especially when we look at the behavior of society, when we consider the last few election cycles, faith has become somewhat of an unhealthy aspect of the human race. Because we've tried to fit God in a box the same way we try and fit this idea of saint in a box. Instead of having God define our lives, we try and define God ourselves. And so we've stigmatized this idea of faith, and in so doing, has stigmatized this idea of being saints for God in the church. Right? Rather than trying to define ourselves by any one political party, by any one aspect of our lives, by any one belief or tradition, we claim this idea of sainthood and faith and we define ourselves by who God calls us to be. And that's the nature of what it means to be saints for the church. You see, we've lost this sense of image. This image of God that is placed within each and every one of us. And this image has become distorted in a way in which the church is lived out for many folks. And so when folks see us as Christians, when we go out into the world, oftentimes it may mean something negative. We have turned the church and faith into a personal endeavor. And we've sacrificed these characteristics of saints that we've talked about in the last month. And we've sacrificed and put on a pedestal this idea of sainthood. So much so that we don't see saints in our lives anymore. And we have trouble envisioning the role of saints in the church. And so when we look and we see what our role is in the world, and we look and we see what our role is in the kingdom, it is to claim this mantle of sainthood. And Peter, in the scripture before us today, offers an image of what that looks like. Not just to claim faith, but to claim this idea of sainthood as well. And he begins with, with, two, we, he begins with two directives. He begins with two things. He starts out, if we look in verses 1 and 2, Peter says, he says, Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and slander. Like newborn infants, and this is the second part, long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So Peter is giving us two directives in this thing. The first of which, Peter Peter is telling us, look, there are these things in this world, there are these feelings, there are these expressions in this world that are, that are counter to who God calls us to be. They're counter to the kingdom of God. And so Peter is saying that we need to rid ourselves of these qualities, of these characteristics that are counter to the image of God, right? The, the guile, the malice, the insincerity, the envy, the slander. These are things that we need to get rid of because these are the things that distort that image of God that is within us. These things obstruct the ways in which not only we experience Christ's love, but also in the way in which we show Christ's love to others. And then the second part, so if the first part is ridding ourselves of those characteristics, the second part is a journey. 
right? The second part is a journey, and this is where I just love our Wesleyan and Armenian tradition in that we have this identification that faith is not a point in life. Right? Faith is not one day in which we are saved. No, that is the beginning of a journey. That is the beginning of a journey. And friends, there are, there are valleys and there are mountains and there are valleys and there are times where we may like fall into a lake and we've got to kind of swim and get out. But, but faith is a journey. And so Peter tells us that this journey of salvation that we are on, this journey to have our hearts and our spirits sanctified. And so Peter lays out this process of sanctification as he begins to unpack what it means to have faith and how we build this faith. Peter, as he establishes this, talks about this living stone, talks about Christ as the living stone. And friends, many of you may remember that, that when Jesus is, is, about to, is about to ascend, when Jesus is talking to Peter, he tells them, but, but I will name you Peter, for I will build upon you. Right? He commissions Peter to go and to lead the church. Peter, meaning rock. And so as Peter begins to talk about what it means to have faith, what is the first thing that we recognize we must do? We must build our faith upon a sure foundation. And Peter tells us that it starts with that living stone. It starts with that, that cornerstone that we have in our own faith. And Peter says, like living stones... Like that living stone of Christ, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. A holy priesthood. That nature of claiming our own understanding of spiritual leadership in claiming the nature of the church we are called to embody. This is what being a saint looks like. And Peter names it as a spiritual sacrifice. But what are we sacrificing exactly? What does it mean to be a saint? What have, we, what, what have I laid out this entire time is we sacrifice ourselves. Right? It harkens back to that nature of surrender where we first started. And this is where these characteristics, each one of them started to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. The nature in which we surrender and engage piously opens up this line of thinking that focuses our hearts on others rather than ourselves. We care for ourselves in the way that keeps us spiritually and emotionally filled that we may go and fill others. And so we build upon this foundation, this foundation of faith, and we start with Christ as the cornerstone. For those of you who are builders or no builders or people involved in masonry of any kind, you'll know that, that the cornerstone is the first, it's the first stone that's laid down. It's, it's what the rest of the building is built off of. You could almost say it bears the weight of the building, not that it actually bears the entire weight of the building, but if you think everything is built up from that stone. And so with Christ as the cornerstone, we begin to build our faith up. Now, some corners, maybe a nice open concept, a nice kitchen. In looking at Christ, we then become comfortable naming saintly characteristics and ideals. We take our example from the example of Christ, and we live into the image of God that is perfectly seen through the image of Christ. Friends, we build the house of faith. We build our own house of faith. And this becomes the nature in which we claim our own lives as saints. 
We start with Christ, and we build with those around us, those saints that have gone before us, those who surround us in love and grace. And this becomes the nature, and this becomes the vital process of claiming our own sainthood. Because, friends, it's, it's not a matter of being bold enough to just say, I am a saint. Because I can easily walk around in the world and say I'm a saint. I could be the biggest jerk that ever existed in the face of humanity. And I could walk around and say I'm a saint, call myself a saint, pay people to come to my funeral and call me a saint because, you know, why not? Make my own history, paint myself as the hero. But that's not what being a saint is. It's not being bold enough to call yourself a saint. It's being bold enough to live your life as a saint. And that's what it means to be the church. And that's where I think that we can do better when we claim these saintly ideals. You know, I often find myself scrolling through TikTok. And TikTok is an app with, with videos. Um, and, and I try and stay hip and young. Right? I mean, anybody, anybody else? I, I mean, I try. No. If y'all were on TikTok, y'all'd get that because, like, they think I'm ancient on there. So I'm sorry, anybody else. <laughs> but you know, I was scrolling it one day, and I came across this pastor from Oklahoma, whose handle is at Pastor from Oklahoma, because you got to be, you got to be obvious in things. But he talks about like this drastic drop in church attendance, and he's not just talking about the pandemic; he's just talking about in general. And he talks about how uh, there's this 50 percent drop in people who identify as churchgoers, and and he goes ahead and he calls out, he calls out people, and he says, you know what? There are a lot of church leaders, and there are a lot of people in the church who would say, well, this is because the people in the world are getting further away from Jesus. But he comes in and he says, but wait a second. But what if it is the church? getting further away from Jesus, right? People wanted the love and grace of Jesus, but they, wanted dis- but they wanted to distance themselves from the hypocrisy of the church. They wanted to love their neighbors without the laundry list of disclaimers and fine print. I don't think people are running from faith. I think they are running from fake. They want authenticity. They don't want the church to just say, I love you. They want the church to mean, I love you. What a great thing to ponder and think on as we sit here on this All Saints Sunday and we think about the impact that we have in faith, the impact that we have as a church. I mean, how much does that speak to our nature as saints in the church? When we talk about the church, right? We talk about the body of Christ. We talk about the kingdom of God. We talk about embodying the fruits of the Spirit. We are the priesthood of all believers, the communion of saints. We use these great, these wonderful church terms that connect us so deeply and spiritually to who God is. And yet we have people who feel like, who see that we have missed the mark. They don't want the church to just say, I love you. They want you to mean, I love you. I can't tell you when I watched that how much it hit me right there deep in the heart. They don't just want the church to claim they're saints. They want the church to be saints. They don't just want the church to talk about the saints that lived in the past. They want the church to be saints for them right here in the present. Our 
all these aspects identifying who we are as a church. We are called to live into on a daily basis. And we are called to claim these aspects of, a saint, of saintly living. We are not who we are not, we are saints, not because of who we are by ourselves. I'm not a saint because I'm Andrew. I'm a saint because of the image that we have been created in and how we intentionally and authentically claim and live into that image each and every day of our lives. Friends, we do not mold God into our image, but the image of God shines forth from us when we live these saintly ideals. When we build our faith upon the living stone of Christ, we become living stones ourselves. We are claimed by God in creation and by the nature of God's grace always working within us. And you know what? Sainthood is messy. But we've made it messy because we have so idealized this, idolized this idea of saintliness. But here's what we do with saintliness. Yes, it's great to look at the saints who have gone before us because you know what? They teach us things. They teach us what it means to look like saints, what it means to act like saints. But what we cannot do is think that those ideals of sainthood are so unachievable that we cannot be saints in our own right, right here, right now. So what does this mean in our time? What does this mean for us here today? Because we can look back on the lives of others and we're going to do so here in a little bit of those saints that have gone before us. And we can recall these great memories of their, of their saintly ideals, of their saintly characteristics. But friends, we are here right now trying to claim this mantle of sainthood, trying to live these saintly lives. And it means reclaiming for the church this nature of authenticity of Christ. We are the church called to love and serve. We're not called to feed ourselves. We're not called to prop ourselves up. We're not called to judge. We're not called to condemn. We're not called to be a part of the hate and vitriol that's in the world. No, we are called to be a part of the love and grace with church doors that are open for those to walk through and be transformed by the love that transcends even our own understandings. And as we follow through in this series, we see Saints surrender. They surrender to God's purpose and calling in the world. They look further than their own personal loyalties and embark on a journey that places them in uncomfortable situations. Saints are pious. Not the piety that makes us seem like we're better than others. No, the piety that humbles us before God. So as to grow and mature in our relationship with our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Saints engage in acts of service that lift up the lowly. They find favor upon the poor, the orphan, the widow, and the oppressed. And it is these acts of service that define us as Christian, both in the eyes of God and in the eyes of the others we see. And lastly, a saint is in relationship. They are both known and they know. We build this nature of being saints by connecting ourselves to the nature of Christ and living and building on that foundation. And so what's happening in your heart? What's happening in our hearts as we seek to reclaim this nature of sainthood?
What do we need to grasp onto? What is the calling from God that leads you in this discipleship manner? Amen.